What's up, everyone? I'm Joe Pompliano, and this is The Joe Pomp Show. Today's episode is with Haider Rafiki. Haider is the Global Chief Marketing Officer at OKX, one of the world's largest crypto exchanges. They have recently signed massive sponsorship deals with Manchester City and McLaren's Formula One team. So Haider walks me through all of the details, including how much these partnerships cost, what you can expect in return, the questions and concerns crypto companies are being asked, and more. This was an awesome conversation with Haider, and I hope you guys enjoy it too. But before we get into it, let's quickly run through today's sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Whoop. I've been wearing a Whoop for several years now, and it has made a massive difference in my life. It's the only tech product that I wear 24-7, so it's pretty cool to see people like Patrick Mahomes, Rory McIlroy, Michael Phelps, and Justin Bieber wearing one also. Whoop automatically measures your respiratory rate, oxygen level, resting heart rate, heart rate variability, calories, and activity levels throughout the day. Sure, it might sound complex, but Whoop interprets the data for you, so it's easy to digest and actionable. And now, their 4.0 is officially back in stock and shipping in real time. But here's the best part. Whoop is offering my listeners 15% off their Whoop 4.0 right now with the code Joe at checkout. So go to Whoop, W-H-O-O-P.com and enter Joe at checkout to save 15%. Sleep better, recover faster, train smarter, and now feel healthier with Whoop. Next up is 8sleep. 8sleep has dramatically improved my daily performance. For me, I was never able to get a good sleep because I was always too hot. But now, I am falling asleep in record time, faster than I have before, all thanks to my 8sleep Pod Pro cover. The Pod Pro cover by 8sleep is the most advanced solution on the market for thermoregulation. You can add the cover to any mattress. The temperature regulation will create the optimal sleeping environment by adjusting to each side of the bed based on personalized sleep stages, biometrics, and bedroom temperature. The results are proven to be true. 8sleep users fall asleep up to 32% faster, reduce sleep interruptions by 40%, and get overall more restful sleep. And it's not just me who sleeps on an 8sleep. The product is so good that it's garnered the attention of CEOs, Olympians, UFC champions, and even the Mercedes F1 racing team. So go to 8sleep.com slash Joe, that's J-O-E, for exclusive Memorial Day savings through June 6th. Cool down this summer with 8sleep, now shipping within the USA, UK, Canada, and Australia. All right, let's get into this episode. Joe Pompliano runs Pomp Investments. All views of Joe Pompliano and his guests are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Pomp Investments. You should not treat any opinion by Joe or his guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his personal opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. All right, guys, I'm here with Hyder today, who is the Chief Marketing Officer, the CMO at OKX. Hyder, how are you? I'm doing well, Joe. Thanks for having me here. Of course. I'm excited to have you. And for one sole reason, I want to learn more about these sponsorship deals in crypto. So you are, as I said, the CMO of a crypto exchange, a big one. I think you guys have over 20 million users globally now in 100 plus, 150 plus countries. So massive business from a crypto exchange perspective. And you guys recently, you've done multiple deals, but the recent one was with McLaren. So you guys signed a sponsorship deal with McLaren's Formula One team. I believe you also did one with Man City and maybe a few others that I'm missing. So you're going to break down all this stuff for me because I got a lot of questions. Everyone's seeing numbers being thrown around about how much crypto companies are spending. I want to learn about not only the size of these deals, but how they work. So maybe let's start with a little bit of context on like what you guys have done so far, and then we can get into why you guys are attacking sports so aggressively. Great. So Joe, OKX... Previously known as OKEX, as you know, as early as end of last year, we were really known to the world as OKEX, and we decided to rebrand 
not just change our name, remove the E and focus on so three letters, OKX and OKX.com. But more importantly, we also changed the look and feel of the company. And this was really to give a nod to what our future is going to look like. So now, yes, our legacy brand and company is known as a crypto exchange. In fact, we are the second largest crypto exchange by trading volume. If you look at CoinGecko, now the company is more focused on Web3. So yes, we have a really strong foundational exchange where it's a centralized ecosystem. You can come in, trade hundreds of pairs, but you can also very quickly switch into our DeFi portal, which what we call is MetaX. And MetaX has a connected wallet, so you can download a browser extension. It's a self-custody wallet. It's fully interoperable. And you can trade a number of different assets. You can swap between assets. You can use that wallet to connect with Metaverse or your GameFi ecosystem. So really, the company is morphing into something much, much bigger. And as a result of this shift in our identity and focus, we felt it was really important for us to go out there and broker some of these big sports partnerships, partnerships where there's a really huge fan base. People are really excited and energized, not just about the sport, but they have also demonstrated some interest in the formation of cryptos and what that can do to supercharge their fan experience. So what we've done so far, the big deals that we've done so far is Manchester City right out of the gate coming into this year after the rebrand. That's a quite a big deal. But to be honest with you, the big announcement around Man City is just around the corner. We are going to announce that in first week of July. I can't share what it is, but I can tell you that it will upgrade our partnership, which was always a plan. We just sequenced those announcements out a bit. Is it a shirt sponsorship? I think you're close. <laughs> I think you're, you're close. Uh, uh, your guess is quite close to accurate. Okay. So the McLaren partnership, I'm personally really excited about. Number one, I'm a huge Formula One fan. There are a lot of employees at OKX that are really excited about Formula One. And I think you also probably know this, that Drive to Survive has just completely changed the landscape. Even in the United States, where there wasn't a lot of awareness or affinity around F1, now people are actually starting to immerse in Formula One. And in fact, Las Vegas is going to have a race coming up next year. So now you have three United States, U.S. cities that are hosting a Formula One race, which wasn't historically the case. So it's an exciting time for the sport. And I think it's really prime for crypto because there's so many parallels to what we do in crypto, the way we innovate, the way we move fast, and how that is you know, very similar when you get into the pit lane. Gotcha. And so you announced this deal with McLaren. Walk me through how that deal comes about, how it's negotiated, just that whole process. It's miserable. You know, these deals are so complex in nature. Now, there are different layers or levels to these deals. So, of course, there's an entry-level deal. Those are typically, you know, a few million dollars and you get some access to hospitality. You'll have your logo featured on any of the property or the real estate of those brands. But then there's a mid-tier. And mid-tier, you might be, you know, among a really good company of uh, Fortune 50 companies or what have you that, that have invested in those teams. And then there is the very top category. And usually in that top category, there's really space for one or maybe just maybe two brands, but it's typically reserved for one brand. That level of deal is miserable, but very complex in nature. Because of this deal size, monetary value of those deals and the association that comes with it, you know, you start with the legal terms and you make sure that, you know, both sides of the house have fundamental agreement on the terms and conditions. But 
you know, one step after that, I think, starts the due diligence process. The properties, especially in the crypto category, I think what we end up having to do oftentimes is build our business cards. What that means is most these sports properties don't really know us. And they're starting to toy around with the idea of bringing crypto category into their into their platforms or ecosystems. They're a little nervous. So they really want to make sure that you're the right company, you've got the right execs, the right board, and uh, they're not going to inevitably associate themselves with something that has shaky grounds. And then the last piece of complexity in these things, actually second last, is you got to have really strong chemistry between two teams and the leadership. If that chemistry and that energy doesn't align, these deals don't work out because these are multi-year deals. You're going to end up spending a lot of time with each other. So that chemistry becomes really, really important. And I think that's that's one of the things that we've learned the hard way is optimize for chemistry and the energy, not anything else. And then the last one at the top tier, the challenge that crypto category or anyone coming in will be challenged with is existing partners and their perception of you or their perception of you at the top. So your hope is always that every partner is going to welcome you. But oftentimes there can be a conflict, a healthy conflict. Everyone's competitive. Everyone wants the best for their company. And so those are some of the you know, layers that, that make this deal process quite complex and oftentimes a miserable but fun process overall. So why did you guys choose sports, right? We've seen, and maybe you can share some of the numbers that you've seen internally running some of these organizations, but we've seen crypto companies aggressively attack sports, right? And that's not just you guys, that's FTX, crypto.com. There's a bunch of different crypto companies that have specifically targeted sports and are spending at this point billions of dollars, I believe, on these partnerships. Like one, how big actually are these agreements, like from a size perspective? And then two, if you could talk a little bit to why like, you guys are infiltrating sports specifically so much versus other industries, tech, anything else? I'll unpack some of your questions. So first off, I'll, I'll knock out the easier one, the size, the deal size. It can vary. Now, these deals are quite massive. Oftentimes, the total deals are hundreds of millions of dollars, at least the scale at which we're pursuing them. You asked me what, why we're doing these deals, specifically McLaren, but more importantly, why sports? And Look, I think I, as a marketer, try and break it down in three categories. Number one, somebody asked me recently, how are you thinking about building your brand at OKX? Or not my brand, but OKX brand. And my response to them was that we're not building a brand. We're building a character of a company. Because if we actually do a great job at building our character, the brand is a byproduct of that. It will come naturally. You don't go in and say, I want to build a brand. You have to build your character. And even with yourself as an individual, Joe Pompliano is not going to suddenly be a brand out of the gate. You're going to define your character, what you stand for, what you want to deliver as value to the world, and then work backwards. And in that journey, people define your brand. So that's number one, is these deals are really important because they help us define our character. It's really clear why we are betting on McLaren. Why are we betting on Man City? And I think through that investment, through that journey, hopefully it will contribute to the character we look forward to incubating for ourselves. The second piece with these deals is you and I can go do a large media buy globally. The burden is that our creative and our work has to work really hard to get public's attention. 
And it's going to be really, really challenging for you to strike any emotional connection. Well, when you sponsor sports, most of the people coming to sports are coming with a sense of emotion, a sense of fire. They want their team to win. It is ultimately about winning and competition. And that emotion, I don't believe as a marketer, you can buy with a simple media plan. Yes, there is world-class work done by phenomenal creative ad agencies that can strike emotions. I'm thinking the Colin Kaepernick ad by Nike, one of my favorite ads recently. But it's tougher to do. You know, it's a hit or miss. So I think with sports, you, you get somewhat of, not guarantee, but you have a better promise that you're going to be able to strike that emotional connection. And the third category is distribution. You look at Formula One. Don't quote me on this, but I think it's 24 races in 22 markets, something like that. It is so hard for any marketing organization to deploy marketing and distribution at that scale so rapidly. I mean, they come into each market, they're there for three, four days, they install everything, they pack it up, and then they go to the next market in two weeks. And to be able to get and leverage that distribution is just phenomenal. And I think that's true for Formula One, more importantly, but it's also very true for soccer. So those are the three reasons. In summary, character, emotion, and distribution. That's why we're doing sports deals. Yeah, I was going to ask how much of a global component plays into this, and it sounds like a lot, because Formula One was always one of those sports, specifically even before Liberty Media purchased the asset, right? Everything was relatively undervalued from a sponsorship perspective. They just weren't charging nearly enough relative to what they could have been. Not only because if you think about TV alone, right, there is 90 million plus people that watch every single race all around the world. That's essentially a Super Bowl 22, 24 times a year globally. So you're reaching a ton of different markets. And one of the stats that always stuck out to me, and, and maybe you'll find this interesting, is Mercedes, they actually quote the amount of time that they see from a TV perspective in their marketing presentation on their quarterly earnings, right? So when they're the top team, which they've been for, for the last eight years, they found that each race, they get about 23 to 25% of the TV time right? And the second team, which has been Red Bull, has has realized a similar amount, and then it starts to drop down given kind of your place in the standings. But if you think about it just from that perspective, you're getting billions of eyeballs on your product from Mercedes' perspective, right, as the, as the name of the team. But even someone like yourself would get a similar outcome. So that leads me to the next question of like, how much does the team performance play into this, right? Do you guys think of this as like, we want to bet on McLaren because we think they're going to get better and they're going to eventually be a top team, one of those one to two, or does that not necessarily matter as much? Joe, we spoke to and have interacted with most of the teams, not all, but most of the teams that matter on the grid. And I got to tell you, they're all, you know, they're all fun conversations, but with McLaren, the legacy that McLaren brings to the table Look, it was Arden Senna's team. Lewis Hamilton's first team was McLaren. There's just so much legacy with McLaren. If you go to their headquarters, and I, I'd love to take you there, Joe. Let's take Pomp and you there this year. I think MCL is just so incredible. You realize that maybe I'm not allowed to say it, but I'm going to say it on your podcast. I believe with McLaren, we bought the dip. They are on the you know rise. I really believe in Daniel Ricciardo as a driver. I think he's a phenomenal, phenomenal, aggressive, very competitive, sharp driver. He's going to find his bearings on McLaren. And I think he's going to crush it over the next few years. Same thing with Lando. I think Lando is very, very competitive. 
He's got a podium position this year already. So I think the car is being refined. I know there's some really exciting stuff that McLaren is pursuing from an innovation standpoint, but I also love what the drivers stand for. And, and I think they're going to get after it. And for me personally, I really think with McLaren, we bought the dip and they're, they're really going to be the challenger brand coming up in the next few years. But more importantly, I would also say, I think if you look at a survey done by Formula One last year, this really fascinated me, was McLaren happens to be the most loved brand in Formula One. And if you hear some of the things I say, you know, on other channels or in press, one of the things that we have taken on about ourselves is, again, mapping to defining our character, is we are aspiring to be the most loved brand in crypto. I don't think you'll hear that from any other crypto company. And if you do, I'm going to be excited because then I know we're heading in the right direction. I, I really believe that OKX has to stand for something. And number one, it has to stand for its investor community. So I'm going to give you an example of Luna last year. I don't want to digress too much, but it's an important example. Last week, a lot of people, a lot of investors lost money on Luna and USD. OKX is the only exchange that has a risk system that detected the peg breaking. And we emailed and notified 7,000, 9,000 customers, 7,000 in the first batch, 2,000 or 3,000 in the second batch. And we unlocked 500 million plus UST that was being staked on our platform so they could trade it for another asset before the price crashed. Investors in, on our community saved millions of dollars. Okay? This is how we want to become the most loved brand, plus the partnerships like McLaren. So I hope, I hope that kind of gives you a sense of why McLaren, you know, that data point about McLaren being the most loved brand, our ambitions around being the most loved brand, and us coming together to do something special. No, no one hates McLaren, right? I think that's the, the easiest way to look at it. Whether you love McLaren, you, you definitely don't hate them, right? From a Formula One fan perspective, at least. I would be curious, though, like for people who have seen Drive to Survive, one of the funniest scenes I think that sticks out to people is Haas when they're doing the sponsorships, right? And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. They're they're taking pictures with the boats and the on the swings and all of this stuff, right? And they're they're doing what they have to do as one of those lower level teams to get by and make sure that they have enough money. Because anyone who has been around the sport or looked into some of this stuff, like Formula One's expensive, right? It's it's difficult to maintain a team. It's difficult to turn a profit. It's difficult to make sure the team is financially solvent. So I'm sure you talk to multiple teams through these sponsorships, as you mentioned earlier. How does the pricing differ between kind of teams that are lower in, lower down on the on the constructors list versus the top teams and even in the middle too? They they vary. Look, if you go to the top three teams, the highest deal, which is a primary partner or a naming partner or you know certain designation, is currently the prices that I have seen, and you only heard it here on Joe Pompliano's podcast, is about the ninety million to hundred million euros range. Yeah. So, so Oracle paid Red Bull 500 million, right? That, I mean, that was the number that was public. I don't know if, yep. you know, there's always some kind of stipulations to these, but the public number was 500 million. So that's a hundred million dollars a year yep. over five years, yeah. which I think is similar to what the reported number for crypto.com was for the brand, right? Formula One, or, or was that a different price? I think, look, from what I know, Formula One, you know, category exclusivity for crypto.com was less than that. I think, okay. quote me, but I, I believe it's in between the 30 to 50 million a year range. Okay. But I also find crypto.com on some cars. So they're doing, 
they're doing a hybrid. They've smartly secured the designation for Formula One, blocking every other crypto company out. And then they also have some teams. I can't remember which exact team they're on, but I've seen their logo on one of the teams. It could be Mercedes or, or somebody else. Yeah, I assume that's a complex deal, right? If you're doing the overarching brand where you have signage and you're obviously paying, you know, you said 30 to 50 million, whatever it ends up being, depending on the number of years and stuff. I assume that's not something that gets worked out overnight. That's a six plus month process, at least to determine some of these things. So yes, typically it is a very long process. I got to brag about one thing. Our teams are so incredible, our, especially our legal teams and you know our partnership teams and our partner CAA, Creative Artists Agency, the best agency ever, I believe, because of the people. We got the McLaren deal done in 10 days. Holy shit. Yeah. People were up at night. It was literally, you know, all hands on deck. And have you guys mentioned how much your deal was or is it public at this point? Look, I, I, I'm just trying to get a, a size of the scale, right? Because if you're telling me 10 days, that's obviously quick. It's impressive if it's a big deal. It's impressive regardless, right? But it's, it's obviously even more impressive if it's, you know, several million dollar type deal. It, look, it's, it's hundreds of millions of dollars. It's close to what the Oracle Red Bull deal is. Gotcha. I just try not to share exact numbers because it's not good practice, but I, I will tell you it's north of what Oracle paid for their deal. And because we finished it in 10 days, the reason why we also try to do it in 10 days and get it you know, wrapped up was because of Miami. We really wanted to make sure that we are there in Miami with McLaren because it's Miami's first race. So it was a really important milestone for us. But Joe, the more complexity on these deals beyond the money is what actually goes into the terms and agreement. There's a lot to it. It's not just the logo placements that you may see on the car. Even negotiating the placements is a very complex process because you're you know, operating around partners that are already there. You know, the team has to move things around to accommodate a new partner, especially a primary partner like us. If you look at the leaderboard of partners for McLaren, we're on the top. There's nobody next to us. We're really just on the top. So that deal tends to be more complex in nature. And then to, to make that happen in 10 days, you have to be flexible and sequence things out. You have to be okay that in year one, you may not get everything instantly. For example, their shirts and their apparel takes about eight to 12 weeks to be produced. So the pit lane or the drivers or Zach Brown, you know, Zach and the drivers have shirts that have an OKX logo. You might've seen that at the Miami race, but the rest of the team doesn't yet. They're going to see it likely this weekend in Spain or maybe at Monaco next weekend. So that part is complex, getting stuff on the apparel. But then once you've done a deal mid midpoint of the year, almost midpoint, you're not going to get all of the branding right away. So what you're going to see over the five-year period is OKX branding will continue to elevate over a period of time. What we did have fun with is we betted that we should take the tail, like the entire tail, the back of the tail. So if you notice that the back of the tail has two OKX logos, the outside sides have it. The inside sides have it. And the theory is that we know that Daniel and Lando are going to fight really hard on the track. And the team is going to fight really hard on the track. And it's going to be amazing for Lewis Hamilton, Max, and everyone else to be exposed to OKX logo when they're chasing after Lando and Daniel. 
That's the reason. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's great. Were you guys competing with anyone to get this deal? I'm assuming a name like McLaren is obviously hot, right? And people want to be part of that agreement. Talk a little bit about the competition to, to actually secure the deal. So we are the number two trading app in the world. Let's just say that you know the, the competition above and below us was aggressively pursuing the same deal. I like that. Does that change the price? Like to me, from what you're saying, it almost sounds like the price is the easiest part of the deal. Like you guys negotiate that first and then you figure out everything else outside of that. How does the price come into it? I think the intention comes first from both sides. So once the intention is locked and loaded that, hey, okay, we're going to go and do this. We like you, you like us. Let's go figure it out. Let's figure out what we both need from each other. Then price starts to form. They then put a proposal forward for you. Yes, price was being negotiated during the process as there was more demand for that category exclusivity. But what we leaned on from the very beginning was building a very strong relationship with Zach and his commercial team. And we really like these guys. They're incredible people. They're very talented. Look, Zach is a pioneer in this industry. Just a quick history on him. He ran an agency before this. And he's really credited with the way Formula One now looks at sponsors and the sponsor category, so on and so forth. So he really understands how to do this stuff and what is best for his partners. So I think that relationship piece in the beginning was really important that helped us then maintain a reasonable price. We went in there and told Zach and team, we're not here to shop a price with you guys. We're here to shop our character and our passion for McLaren. If that's something you guys want to be married with for five years, then we're the right partner. If that's not what you're optimizing for, then let's you know at least have all our cards visible so you guys can make a decision. So from the very beginning, we made it clear, we don't want this transaction to be about price. Now, naturally, we want to do right by McLaren. We want to make sure that we're pricing the deal appropriately for them so they're able to use that investment, use it on innovating the car, and really get that constructor's championship that we're all aspiring for. But no, to, in summary, we tried our very best to keep good bedside manners on both sides and not make it about price, but ultimately make it about character. Yeah, that makes sense. And have you thought of any unique or crazy activations that you can do? I assume one of the fun parts of this job is not only figuring out these deals and negotiating them and doing all of that, but also thinking about how you can actually activate some of these things in a creative way. Yes, I'm losing a lot of sleep on this stuff. We have a world-class team incubating activations. Look, activation is happening at every single race or every single game. But there's got to be like one to three really massive activations. What we're trying not to do, my point of view on this is, I don't want to do cliched stuff. I don't want you to look at our activation and say, yeah, kind of expected that. A concert on the beach or you know something like that. Yeah, of course they did that or they hosted a big massive party. I, I really don't want to do that. My request from McLaren and Man City when we did these deals was please tell us in our team, what has been your dream that you wanted to accomplish from an activation standpoint, but you never got a chance to do it. Whether it was monetary reasons or the partner didn't really want to do it, just give us that wish list. So I think from both properties, we have that wish list, and that's very exciting. It's a good starting point for us. But other than that, the thing that we're thinking about is 
how can we do these activations that does just one thing, which is supercharge your fan experience. You're going there not to learn about crypto or to buy crypto or to do any of that. You're going there to have a phenomenal experience. And for us as partners, that's what we're focused on is how can we come in and do our part and supercharge that experience for, for the fans, both McLaren and Man City. So look, I, I don't have a, a blueprint yet. We're working on it because we did these deals so, so quickly. But what you can expect from us is if it doesn't have that holy shit moment reaction from you, we failed at our job. Yeah. One of the things that I've heard, not from any of your partners, but from just people around the sports industry in general, is like one of the things that worried them at first was the overall sustainability of the industry in general, right? People just knew to crypto, didn't understand exactly what it was, and rightfully had some precautions around, hey, how long is this going to be around? Is this sustainable, That what we're doing? Was there any of that in your conversations? Like, do they, I don't know if they go as far to like make you prepay a certain amount, if there's exit clauses, like just talk me through how partners have at least thought about that. So we had two challenges. We had the, the category challenge. People worried where this thing goes. Is it here to stay? And and sports organizations largely are very conservative. Their owners are very conservative. So we had to build that, that clarity for our partners. And to make them feel comfortable, in some cases, we did pay up front just to make sure that they understand that we'll pay our bills. Because there's also another concern some of these sports properties have is they've been burned by some crypto companies before, where smaller crypto companies did a deal then didn't pay the bill and just disappeared. So we try to solve for that. Number two, we try to educate them on who we are. Joe, we have managed to stay out of controversy for, for the large part of our, you know, our existence. If you come inside OKX, you'll realize that it is made up of adults, people who've had long careers like Goldman Sachs or PayPal or you know, Google or Facebook or what have you, and they're now working on this challenge. So there is a bit of maturity that comes with the OKX brand, and we're able to demonstrate that in any of these conversations. The last one is, with the markets pulling back last week, naturally, we got some calls and messages. You know, the indirect question we got asked is, hey, are you guys okay? And our response was, of course, we're okay. Volatility is to be expected. And what I tell journalists and I tell my partners or friends and family is, I have my TD Ameritrade account. It's down 70%. My crypto portfolio is down 30%. And you're asking me about crypto? You're asking me if I'm okay? Shouldn't we be asking our friends in traditional finance if they're doing all right? I think that's how I tend to explain it. Yeah, I think that's a, a fair response. And also as an exchange, right? The volatility is good to some degree, right? If you're an exchange. So I, I get that. Lastly, how do you measure success on these deals, right? Is it simply kind of formulaic where you're looking at just app downloads, how much money is deposited, accounts created, or is it much more of an art where you're, you're doing a bunch of different things? The quantification is number one consideration. OKX has a really you know, large market share in Asia and parts of Latin and maybe Middle East Africa. But for most part, we really haven't had a large market share in the Western markets. So one thing that we are looking to do with these partnerships is build consideration. And our philosophy on building that consideration is don't be too commercial because commercial can come off cheap. Just present your brand, do it in a way that fits with the mindset of how people are looking at these properties. 
and the consideration will build on its own. And then, so say, for example, Joe, you are new to crypto and you have no idea what OKX is. You go to one of the Formula One races, you're a McLaren fan or maybe not. You see Lando spin up during qualifying at Miami and you see our logo in the back of the tail and you're like, who are these guys? You may not go on Google and search what OKX is, but you've registered that there's a company called OKX. Now, when you're driving around Miami and you see a billboard from us, or when you go on your websites or you go into different apps and you see a banner ad from us, or you go Google buy crypto and you see an ad from us, suddenly you're going to have OKX in the back of your mind and the conversion probability is going to be much greater. So over a period of time, what we're hoping is that we will build authentic consideration by partnering with these properties such that when our world-class creative marketing goes out later this year, there's a higher probability of people giving us a chance. There's so much advertising out there from financial firms, from crypto firms. So we have to, we have to get that credibility first. We have to earn that right to get attention. And I think these things get us the attention. And then once we put some provocative work out there, you're going to be more likely to say, okay, I'll stop and give these guys two seconds of my time. I love it. Are you going to be in the car? Are you going to be driving the the Formula One car anytime soon? I like that would be my first question, right? Is like, how can I get in this thing? Let me take it for a lap. Joe, I've got another challenge for you. I think given your subject matter expertise in crypto and sports, I would love for you to challenge every CMO, every VP of marketing at a crypto company and tell them Hyder challenged you on the track. <laughs> Sponsors of XYZ you know, show up on the track. Hyder wants to race you. That's how I will answer your question. Okay. The real winners, the real marketing winners are the ones that compete with each other on the track and win. Let's do it. I love that. I love that. I might try to get in that race myself. We'll see. Maybe you, maybe you take Lando's and I'll take Daniel's and, and we'll go for a spin, but I would love that. That's awesome. And they're both great guys. And I hope that, you know, we invite you guys over and, and we hang out with them. They're, they're incredible. They're really fun company. Amazing. Lastly, where can I send people to find out more about OKX and, and find you on the internet specifically? So for OKX, it's pretty simple. OKX.com. If you're on your computer, you can just go on our website. If you're in the US, you cannot use our, our exchange because we offer derivatives and a bunch of other financial instruments that are regulated in the United States. We're currently not licensed to operate those products in the US. However, for US customers, I have better news. When you go to OKX.com, you'll notice there's a toggle on the top, Exchange versus MetaX. When you click on MetaX, that is our DeFi portal. It's a self-custody DeFi portal. It has a MetaMask-like wallet, which we call MetaX. But you don't have to just use our wallet. You can actually use MetaMask to hop onto our platform as well. So we give you a lot of choices. And what that X platform does for you is you can access all our DeFi offers in there. You can use our MetaX wallet to then go into Metaverse and go play your GameFi games. And I do a bunch of other things. For example, you can buy NFTs. We now have an NFT marketplace that you can use if you're in the United States. My hope is that eventually we will have licenses maybe in the US and we'll be able to bring our trading platform over to the United States as well. So on the web, OKX.com, on the apps, very simple. Just go type in OKX and you can download our Apple or Google app. To find me, it's Hyder SF on Twitter. Very easy to find. And yeah. 
I love it, man. Thank you so much for doing this. And we'll have to do another one after we catch a race together and we'll do a full recap. I'm looking forward to that. Love it. All right, everyone. That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, I appreciate you listening to The Joe Palm Show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify so that you don't miss any episodes going forward. And if you are looking for additional content, check out my daily newsletter at readhuddleup.com or follow me on Twitter at Joe Pompliano. I hope you have a great day and I'll see you next time.